Thank you for listening to the Destin Youth Podcast. I have no idea why I'm talking like this, but apparently this is how most bumpers are supposed to sound. And now, let's begin. I don't think that's how you should talk, though. Welcome in, everybody. What's up? Michael Saunders here with you tonight, Friday night. Um, hope you had a good week. Hope you had a good day today. Uh, I got a good one for you guys tonight. Nine gifts, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We got TikTok right here. So if you're seeing something, it's my phone. Trust me, nothing bad. It's all good. It's good in the hood. As a, a Ty Tribbett song says. But anyway, um, let me know where you guys are watching from. What's up? Kick, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. The usual suspects podcast. Um, they get episodes a little later than you guys do, so um, I set up uh, what is it called? The uh, basically, we had somebody sub. Hey, what's going on, John? Good to see you. And Zion, we had somebody uh, subscribe on Twitch last night and it didn't show me. So I finally got it fixed up. So that way, uh, anybody, anybody, uh, what is it? Subscribe, follow, whatever. I'll see it all. You know, I appreciate it, John. Thank you so much for stopping by. So tonight, like I said, we're talking about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, like I said, it's going to be a great one. I'm very excited about this one, personally, myself. Um, I won't hold you guys too long. Well, I don't plan on it anyway. I won't say that because, you know stuff happens, but <clears throat> I don't plan on holding you guys too long. I want you to go with me if you if you have your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to put this over here actually because there we go. Now it's eye level and I didn't want it to be on the screen. Um, Good to see you guys. All good, man. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, we're just going to go ahead and start reading. Now about the spiritual gifts, the special endowments given by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led off after spe speechless idols. However, you were led off, whether by impulse or habit. This is one key thing, and I don't mean to, you know, I'm not going to stop every five minutes, but he says you, you followed after speechless idols. I was just reading a, a, an article about why Gen Z is not religious or they don't believe in God. And a lot of people were saying because of the religious fanatic, fanaticism or the religious extremism that uh, a lot of religions show. And so I was thinking about it. And uh, the reason they don't want it is because of this right here. You were led off after speechless idols. So it's a lot. For, if if I'm always preaching to you about how God hates this, God hates that. But then there's no power or demonstration of the Holy Spirit to help that person to come out of that that uh, lifestyle. Then everything I'm doing is useless. And to them, it's just a whole bunch of noise. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's going on, K? Love from the UK. Yo, yo, we got UK up in the house. What's going on? Hey, that's what I like to hear. Heck yeah. Where you guys watching from? I got other people up here. Where you guys watching from? It's good to see. You. So yeah, a lot of people don't want the Holy Spirit that we that we proclaim to have because we don't show his power. Jesus said when you go into all these different places, proclaim the gospel, but heal their sick, cast out devils, cleanse the lepers and raise the dead. Demonstrate the power that you're talking about. Demonstrate the God that you're talking about. America right now is cold. Amen. It is cold. I'm kind of happy, but at the same time, I kind of understand why people like uh, summer so much. Let's keep going. Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the power or the influence of the spirit of God can say Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is is my Lord, except by the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers, but it is the same spirit who grants them and empowers believers. And there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service, but it is the same Lord who is served. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. So I want you guys to notice this. Number one, you should not judge somebody because of how they use their spiritual gifts. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about they use it for gain. I'm talking about, you know, a lot of people get on Benny Hinn or people like him because he throws his jacket on people or something like that. And the reason that they get mad is because it's like, well, what's he trying to do? Is he trying to show off his power? It's like, no. Paul gave his handkerchief to people or not his handkerchief, his, his cloak to people, and they were healed by the cloak. Peter's shadow healed people. Jesus' spit healed people. So when we look at Benny Hinn and we see how he's doing stuff, and you know people get mad, but the Bible says that there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things. Just because we don't understand his way of working things or how God revealed it to him does not mean we should jump on his case. Smith Wigglesworth punched people in the stomach, punched a lady in the stomach who had cancer, and the cancer came out. She got healed of cancer because of that. Amen. And so you have to understand that everybody has a different way of operating in the spirit. The Holy Spirit has revealed his, his way of operation to different people in different ways. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same Lord. It's the same gifts. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Let's keep going. No, I'll, and I'll say this real quick. Inspiring, energizing, and empowering. Every spiritual gift we have should be used to inspire, should be used to energize, and to empower believers. So if your spiritual gift is not inspiring somebody to go after God stronger or to accomplish the purpose of God for their life, if it's not energizing them to do so, see, inspiration is for the mind energizing is for the body and empowerment is for the spirit. If a person's not empowered in their spirit, not energized in their body or inspired in their soul, then they then you're then that's not a gift of the spirit. I prophesy your season's coming. That's not a gift of the spirit. It's real easy to prophesy when something's not there yet, but it takes faith to declare that something has happened. That's not my message, but that was just something that came to me. Let's keep going. But to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit, the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Holy Spirit, the power to speak the message of wisdom, which is the word of wisdom. And to another, the power to express the word of knowledge and understanding according to the same spirit. To another, wonder-working faith is given by the same Holy Spirit, and to another, the extraordinary gifts of healings by one spirit, and to another, the working of miracles, and to another, prophecy, foretelling the future, speaking the me a new message from God to the people, and to another, discerning, discernment of spirit, or discernment, I got in, somebody got mad at me in the comments about that one time, discernment of spirits, uh, the sermon of spirits, where was that, where was that, okay, the ability to distinguish sound godly doctrine, that's not true, see, and that's the thing that the Amplified gets wrong, there's a few other things that it gets wrong, but it's not the ability to distinguish godly doctrine, because if that was a gift, then that means everybody has that gift, but that's not true, if it's called discernment of spirits, that means to perceive spirits, that means to be able to see into the spirit realm, that's what that means. And that's why, you know, I hate when people like talk when we talk about gifts like this, not because I don't like talking about it, but because you have people who they twist the way things mean so that it can make sense to their understanding. But the Bible is very clear that spiritual gifts are still in effect. Spiritual gifts are still in effect. Amen. Let me see what the King James says, because King James, I know, won't screw it up. Discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. 
But all these worketh that one in the, in the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to have other gifts. You can ask God for, for them. But he's saying that he gives them as he wills. Amen. For as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that body of that one body being many are one body also so also is Christ for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether we we be Jews or Gentiles whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit for the one body is not a member of its own is not is not one member but many if the foot shall say because I'm not the hand is am I not of the body is therefore not of the body and if the ear shall say because I'm not the eye I am not of the body is therefore not is it therefore not of the body? So he's saying, just because I don't do what you do does not mean that I'm not important. He continues to go on and say that. So a lot could, because what will happen is a lot of churches have gotten rid of a lot of gifts. And we're going to go into the five offices next week, I think. Uh, but a lot of people think that because they, there's no, um, what is the word I'm looking for? They think that because, you know, we don't need certain gifts because they're just not as important or because, you know, they've been so perverted in the last, you know, 20 years. Who cares if they've been perverted in the last 20 years? You still need them. You know, a lot of people think they're prophets. They're not really prophets. Who, who asked you? I'm not saying that. Yeah, you're probably right. We do have a, uh, an influx of prophets and apostles. And a lot of them don't even have churches or, you know, preach full time. You know. But that's all another story, another ball game that I'm not ready to play right now. But we're going to go into the 12, the nine gifts of the spirit. And this will help you to understand how the Holy Spirit manifests himself in church. Obviously, there is different ways the Holy Spirit manifests. Obviously, you have like, you know, praise breaks, uh, praise breaks. Um, and I'm not saying it to be like, hey, I love a good praise break, but, you know, I do. But at the same time, uh, that's just, you know, one of the ways that we respond into the spirit because we can feel the spirit of God. But the nine gifts of the spirit, uh, we're going to start off with the power gifts. The power gifts, I think. Yeah, we're going to start off with the power gifts first. The first one you have is special faith. Special faith is the ability it's basically, and this is the best way I can explain it, it is God's way of giving his faith to you. The same faith that created the universe, because he used faith, because he believes that when what he says, the same faith that created the universe is what God gives you by the spirit, and that's what allows you to do cr crazy things. For example, Remember when that guy was paralyzed and his friends lowered him into the 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 through the ceiling so that he they could, he could get a touch from God from Jesus? That was special faith. Taking the hey, I know that when we go ahead and we and we lay and we put him down, they're gonna God uh, Jesus is gonna heal him. Another example is Mark chapter five with that lady with the issue of blood. I believe it was Mark chapter five. I might be wrong, but it was book of Mark. I'll tell you that much. But remember in the book of Mark. That lady with the issue of blood, she said, I know I will sit in the Bible says she kept on saying to herself that I, if I know if I touch his garment, I'll be healed. That's special faith. Special faith is the ability <clears throat> to grab a hold of uh, of a miracle. That's why it's called wonder working faith in the in uh, first Corinthians 12, not verse nine. Um some just call it faith, but it's not just faith. It is the work. It is wonder working faith, special faith, the gift of faith. It's different than saving faith. Um, <clears throat> it's different than, you know, re you know, like I said, regular faith. It's the ability to grab a hold of a miracle in an instant. It's not the ability to do a miracle. It's the ability to receive one. <clears throat> it's the ability to receive one. Kenneth Hagin, um, he had the ability to do that. I mean, we, you know, you can all, you can tap into all of them, but he, when he found out he could be healed, remember he was on his deathbed for a good year and a half, I believe <clears throat> he was already deteriorating in health and they thought he was going to die. 
And so when he found out he could be healed, he said, how do I put this faith to use? Because he believed God wanted him healed. And so he began, he, he, he realized, okay, I've got to put this faith to use. So you put the faith to use and it be, and that's when special faith is activated because you, you're putting your faith to use the faith that God wants this, not just that I'm healed or not just that I'm saved, but that it's it, that God wants me healed. Another example is when God, um, not when God made the universe, when you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, the sea and don't doubt in your heart. That the things you say will come to pass. You shall have whatever you say. Guess what? That is special faith because you're not the one moving the mountain. You're not moving the mountain. You're speaking to the mountain. You're receiving a miracle. Hey, I need to get past this mountain, but I can't get past it. I command you get out of my way. The mountain gets up and it flungs itself into the sea. That's not you moving a mountain. That's you receiving. Now, if you and I'm not trying to skip ahead, but if you were to um, move the mountain by the Spirit of God, that, my friend, is working of miracles, which we'll get into in a little bit. But special faith is the ability to literally work your faith to the point where you receive just by belief. You can do that by being in a, an, an anointed church service. I saw a video recently, and I'm trying to find it. I can't find it anywhere. There was a lady <clears throat> who was, um, there was a lady who was, um, she was in a wheelchair, and this guy's just preaching, and she just stands up, and everybody's just like, and he's just preaching. He goes like, Hey, you're not supposed to do that. And they start praising God. And she starts getting strength back in her legs. You see? Now, special faith can work with other gifts, obviously. Because you have, you know, um, what's a good example? Ah, here's a good example. I just thought about this. Remember the 10 lepers? The 10 lepers were, remember, they were they're lepers. Duh. But the lepers, um, Jesus just said, hey, go tell them you're healed. Go tell them you're healed. So they go on their way there. They get healed on their way there. They, they, they become they become well. They become well. Jesus didn't do anything. He didn't work a miracle. You know, their faith made them well. They went and they as they went, they were healed. Anytime you saw Jesus say, your faith has made you well, that is your sign right there that your faith, that it's special faith. Matter of fact, is it Acts chapter 6? I'm not 6, 16. I'm going to find it real quick. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find it. I'm going to make sure it's Acts chapter 16. Because I might be wrong. I'm going to find it in Google real quick. Uh, Paul perceived. Acts 14. Okay. Acts 14. All right. Um, let me find it real quick. All right, watch this. Let's go to verse 5. 
When there was an attempt by both the Gentiles and the Jews together with their rulers to shamefully mistreat and stone them, they, aware of the situation, escaped to Lystra and Derby, taking refuge in the cities of Ly Lyconia and the neighboring region. There they continued to preach the good news. Now at Lystra, a man sat who was unable to use his feet, for he was crippled from birth and had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke. And Paul looked intently at him and saw that he had faith to be healed and said with a loud voice, stand up on your feet. And, and he jumped up and began to walk And the crowd and the crowds. When they saw what Paul had done, raised their voices, shouting in Lyconian language that gods have come down to, to us in human form. So that right there, Paul didn't do anything. Thank you, Cash Money, for the <laughs> for the rose. I appreciate it. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. He just said, "Hey, get up on your feet," because the man had what he had faith. Yeah. See, passive faith is the faith you have. That I have faith that when I turn on this camera, it'll turn on, or when I press the button, it'll turn on. I have faith that when I sit down in this chair, it'll happen. It'll, I mean, it'll hold me up. I have faith that when I write with this pen, you know, it'll actually produce ink. For lack of a better word, I know I said produce ink, but you know what I mean? But there's an active faith, and that's what the wonder-working faith is. Number two, working of miracles. Working of miracles would be when Jesus spit in the mud and rubbed it in the guy's eye, when he spit on the guy's tongue, or when Paul gave, uh, that's Acts chapter, is that 19? Acts 19, I believe 19, Ooh. okay, um, let me see. Acts, I don't think it was Acts 19 that I'm thinking about. Um, do I have to go back? Oh, yeah, 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 here it is, here it is, here it is. Acts 19, verse 11. Nah, I'll go verse 9. But when some were becoming hardened and disobedient to the word of God, discrediting and speaking evil of the way or Jesus Christ, before the congregation, Paul left them, taking the disciples with him, and went on to holding daily discussions in the lecture hall of Tyrannus instead of in the synagogue. This continued for two years, so that all inhabitants of the west coast of Pro west coast province of Asia Minor, Jews as well as Greeks, heard the word of the Lord concerning eternal salvation through faith in Christ. God was doing extraordinary and unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or face towels or aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick. Isn't that insane? Were brought to the sick. Um, <clears throat> and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. So that's working of miracles. When his, all he did was the handkerchief touched him and the person was healed. When the, when the shadow touched, when Peter's shadow touched the sick people, it healed them. That's working of miracles and special faith. Because they had faith enough to just lay them in the streets. That way the shadow just touched, would just touch them. Working of miracles, another example, is God creating the universe. He spoke and things happened. Amen. He spoke and things happened. When you saw David, David talked about fighting the lion and the bear. When you saw Samson fight a lion, when you saw him beat the Philistines with just the jawbone of a donkey, that is the that is special. That is uh working of miracles. The Bible also also calls that the spirit of might. So the working of miracles is the more is a more active one because it requires you to actually go and do something. 
Special faith just requires you to believe it. Amen. Gifts of healings, number three. I mean, I could spend more time on working on miracles, but I already know it's, I have like 30 minutes left. But gifts of healings, the reason it's called gifts of healings, let me see how the uh, First Corinthians says it. Because I know it says gifts of healing, but is it gifts of healings? Because I don't, I don't, that's the part I'm, you know, I need to make sure. Um, yeah, gifts of healings. The King James says king gifts of healing. But either way, it's healing, you know. The reason it's called gifts of healing is because there's different levels of healing. My church, the church I go to, not my church, but, you know, the, my home church, we they specialize in mental healing. There's spiritual healing. That happens at salvation. And then you have the physical healing, which is more so, more so geared toward unbelievers. Obviously, you're supposed to do it for anybody. I'm not saying that. But it's a gift that is used primarily to get souls saved. Because of I remember the Bible says that the natural man does not receive the things of God because he's not of the spirit, obviously. So if I'm talking about, hey, my, my spirit got healed, what the heck would an atheist care? But if I can show them an arm growing back, that'll make them question all their beliefs. Why doesn't God just come out and prove himself? Okay, be healed. You know, that sort of thing. Now, gifts of healings is different than working of miracles because here's the thing. You could say, well, people would say, well, you know, isn't the gifts of healing, isn't, you know, Jesus healing the blind eye, blind guy's eyes, isn't that gifts of healing? No, it's working of miracles because his eyes didn't need healing. They needed something to be removed that couldn't be done naturally. Now, gifts of healings, let's say I have a scar on my hand. I use this example all the time. Let's say I have a scar on my hand. If, if God, when God heals it, guess what? The scar got healed. But let's say my arm is, let's say my hand is missing and I get a new hand. That's not gifts of miracles. I mean, that's not gifts of he, uh, healings. That's working of miracles. Thank you so much for the gifts. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you, Lazy Papa. I appreciate it. The name is weird, but I appreciate it, though. Thank you so much. 51 Roses. Amen. God is good. Amen. Oh, man. He keeps going. <laughs> All right. So, gifts of healing is the ability to heal on the spiritual level, the soulish level, or they call it. I didn't, know, I didn't even know solical was a word. Solical is a word in the physical level. I would even argue that you could argue for financial level as well. Remember, he says, if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will what? Heal their land. Now, anytime God talks about land, he's talking about your crops. He's talking about your business, your ministry, whatever that case is. You look throughout the Old Testament, that's what it's referring to. So anytime he's talking about land, he's, you could argue, I could argue for me that he's also talking about financial level, relationship level. Uh, you know, different different things. There's different levels of healing. That's why it's called gifts of healing because there's different healing. So we've crossed off the power gifts and now I have less than 30 minutes to get through the mind and the vocal gifts, praise God. But we're going to do our best, amen? Number, number uh, four, at, and this is number one out of the mind gifts, we have word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. First off, the mind gifts. If you're writing down this, if you're writing down notes, power gifts are used for, they are God's spiritual power being imparted to you for a task. 
remember that when it says being filled with the spirit is different than being sealed by the spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is the same as it is the it is the New Testament equivalent of. Uh, the Holy Spirit came upon. The Holy Spirit came upon, you know, so anyway, word of knowledge. In the mind gifts, obviously, the mind gifts are for God imparting part of his all-knowing all self to you. Obviously, yes, we have the mind of Christ. But in this case, we're talking about like, like stuff that we're not supposed to know. That's us tapping into it. So word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is the ability to know something. That you have no business knowing about somebody. And it's not me spying on a person. It's not me trying to get in somebody's business. It is the ability to show to to get a God's mind on what some what he on somebody's situation. What is it used for? To show people that God is aware of their situation. To show people that God is aware of what they're going through. That is what gifts, that is what the word of knowledge is for. And it's called the word of knowledge because it's supposed to be spoken. Obviously, yes, you could say, well, it's vocal gifts. Amen. Obviously, you could say it's like well, vocal gifts, but it really doesn't have to be. And I don't even know why I said that. It doesn't have to be spoken. That's not true. It doesn't have to, but it is useful. Sometimes it's for prayer. So a word of knowledge is for me to, let's say, for example, I'm talking to somebody and I don't know them from a can of paint. But God is like, I'm like, hey, what's going on, Sharice? I don't know why I said that name. I don't know anybody named Sharice. Well, no, I do. But anyway, let's say I, let's say I say, hey, Sharice. They're like, how did you know me? Do I know you? I'm like, no, the Holy Spirit told me about you. The Holy Spirit gives you pieces of like omnipotence. To complete a test because it shakes people up. If I go to you and I tell you your name, I tell you your address, you're going to be pretty, pretty scared. It'll shake you up because that's the Holy Spirit letting you know that he cares about you, that he's aware of your situation, that he's aware of who you are, that he has not forgotten about you. That's what it's for. That's different than word of wisdom because word of wisdom is me telling you something how do I say this? It's me giving you advice on, not advice, it's me giving you the Holy Spirit's uh, command on how to get through the situation you're in. And oftentimes what I've noticed is that word of wisdom and word of knowledge work together from what I've seen, but they can work by themselves. Trying to think how I want to... Um, how I want to show this. A word of knowledge would be like, hey, the Lord shows me that you are dealing with cancer, pancreatic cancer. Now, here's what he wants you to do. Go and drink a whole gallon of milk. Uh, a whole gallon? Yes, a whole gallon of milk. And you'll be healed. Isn't that crazy? That's word of knowledge and word of wisdom together. Now, I want to clarify on this example, just in case you have people who are like, are you trying to say that milk kills people? No, I'm saying you got to first remember that whenever God tells you to do something, it's not because that thing is anointed. It's because he's anointed the obedience. He's anointed your obedience. So word of wisdom shows me what I need to do to get through the situation. It gives me basically a map of what to do next. Amen. Those are probably my two favorite gifts, if I'm being honest with you. I like freaking people out. Like one time I was texting my friend. I said, hey, why are you still awake? They said, how did you know that? I was like, I'm telling you, Holy Spirit be talking to me. Another person was telling me something and they said, oh, don't worry about it. I wasn't supposed to tell you that. I'm like, you're lying to me. I said, the person told you not to tell me something, didn't they? They're like, yeah. I said, yep. I, they're like, how did you know that? I said, because the Holy Spirit be telling me, bro. You don't think I can perceive? Remember when Paul said, I perceived. 
Like, bro, I can perceive these things, bro. It's the Holy Spirit in me, bro. Me and him, we like this. And they still get freaked out. Number six or number three, however you numbered it. Gift of discernment. Now, if you saw my video I posted about this, I wanted to explain this, that a lot of people get gift of discernment or discerning of spirits confused with just discernment. Discernment is just me being able to determine when somebody's preaching false doctrine or not. Now, here's the thing you have to understand. It's not based on how I feel about the person. Because you have a lot of people who say, mm, I'm picking up something in my spirit. They're not picking up anything. They just don't like how they do this. They don't like how they dress. There's a whole lot of spiritual people who say they have the gift of discernment and they don't. You know, I, I saw demons, you know, I saw demons and they were, uh, they were in cars and they were, it's like, but they never see angels. You, you ever notice how it's always a negative thing? Because I guarantee you, it's not always them. Sometimes it's just their imagination. Discerning of spirits does not mean I just see demons everywhere or I can tell them mm, something just doesn't feel right in here. When God gives you discernment, you can see clearly what's going on. Every example of discernment I've ever heard, including in my own personal life, has been very clear, very specific. I remember there was this one pastor, he said, he was like, basically, he went to this church, he was preaching, and he asked the head pastor, he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> he said, you got Michael Jackson in the, uh, the, 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 of the sound booth. He said, oh, no, no, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Don't worry about it. He's not really Michael Jackson. It was a, another guy that, you know, there's a reason he said that. Watch this. So he says, you got Michael Jackson in the sound booth. He's like, no, no, he's a nice guy. You know, he's very helpful. Uh, and then it came out later that year, I believe, or something a lot, like a short time later that the guy that he was talking about molested a kid or a few kids. And it was the pastor's kid, I believe. That was a very specific example. It wasn't like, mm, something just doesn't feel right in my Shabbat. Nah, 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 nah. No, that's not how it goes. When God, when you feel something in your spirit, God shows you something. Go to Acts um, 26, 27, I think. Acts 27. Mm, I'll go. We'll go, no, verse 27, uh, verse 10. No, no, we'll go verse 9. Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already now passed, Paul admonished them. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be hurt, will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the late of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Notice he didn't say mm, something just doesn't feel correct in my spirit. Mm, if you have one of those feelings where you're like, mm, it just doesn't feel right in my spirit, then you need to really evaluate it. If it's really from God, say, Lord, show me what's going to happen so that I, I can avoid it. Because I don't want to just be paranoid, because a lot of times what we call discernment is just paranoia. So he said, I discern, I perceive. That means I see. Being able to see into the spirit realm. Everybody has discernment, but that gift of discerning of spirits is the ability to see into the spirit realm. Seeing what's the motivation behind behaviors. Who's really speaking when I'm talking to somebody? Okay. 
how do I know not just evil spirits are bad or are or, or good spirits like angels and stuff, but you can see um, the hand of God. You can see even human emotions, how humans react to stuff. Amen. Now we're on to the last part, the vocal gifts. You have tongues. This is different than regular praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is me and the Holy Spirit getting together and we sitting there and I'm basically letting the Holy Spirit pray through me. That's different than the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues is the ability to speak a message in tongues. And Paul talks about this in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to find it real quick. He says... Um, 1 Corinthians 4, right here, 14, verse 4. Mm, we'll go verse 3. Now we'll just start at the beginning. Pursue this love with eagerness and make it your goal, your earnest desire, and cultivate the spiritual gifts to be used by believers for the benefit of the church, but especially that you may prophesy to foretell the future to speak a new message from God to the people. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people, but to God, for no one understands him or catches his meaning, but by the Spirit he speaks mysteries, secret truths, hidden things. But on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to the people for the edification to for edification to promote their spiritual growth and speaks words of encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God and speaks the words of consolation to compassionately comfort them. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church, promotes spiritual growth in wisdom, devotion, holiness, and joy. I would that ye all spake with tongues. I changed the, the version. But rather that ye prophesied, for greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret. So he's saying that the gift of prophecy is equal to the gift of tongues and interpretation. So that means I could be that doesn't mean and then somebody else comes about behind me and says thus says the Lord that right there is the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues those two equal the gift of prophecy why because the gift of prophecy is me just saying what he was going to say without you know the, the whole other thing now, don't get me wrong, in tongues is important because sometimes that's all you've got. That's the only gift you've got, you see. So that's why the Bible says we need all the different gifts. And there's different ways of interpreting it. There's different ways of it being done. So don't cut off different gifts because, well, you know, this one isn't really needed. No, you need all of them. <clears throat> and um, one thing, one thing I'll say is, for example, the gift of prophecy is different than the word of wisdom because gift of prophecy and word of wisdom, they both operate in the same way almost. The gift of prophecy is talking about the future. The word of wisdom is talking about the future. But the word of wisdom is me speaking to a person about how they get to that point. It's from getting from point A to B. Gift of prophecy is not me giving, telling them how to get from point A to B. It's me telling them what will happen at point B. For example, the book of Revelation is the gift of prophecy. It's a gift of prophecy. Amen. The gift of um, the word of wisdom would be a good example of that. I'm going to go with um, um, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I'm trying to think of a good one, a good example. Can't think of it. I can, but I I don't they're they're not like 
Hold on. I guess you could say for real, though, the word of wisdom would be just be saying, hey, like I said it before. The Lord is going to do this and this is how he wants it done. Blah, 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 blah. Amen. And so that right there are the, the gifts of the spirit. So let's go over one more time. Special faith. That's the ability to receive a miracle. That's the ability where I don't, I just need to believe and it be done. You have working of miracles. This is the ability to cause a miracle to happen. Special faith, speaking to the mountain. Working of miracles, it would be if I was the one moving the mountain. Number three, you have gifts of healings. That's me. The power of the Holy Spirit healing somebody. Either by, either in their spirit, in their soul, or in their body. Or you could argue for any other place in their, in their, in their life. Word of knowledge, the ability to... Get God's wisdom, uh, God's knowledge on a event that's happening right now or something that happened in the past. Word of wisdom, the ability to tell somebody how to get from point A to B by the spirit. Gift of discernment, different than discernment because I'm not trying to detect lies. I'm trying to see what's going on in the spirit, being able to see spiritual things. Like literally physically spiritual things. Tongues. The gift of tongues, being able to speak a message in tongues, interpretation of tongues, being able to interpret those tongues, whether it be my tongues or somebody else's tongues. Gift of prophecy. By the way, for interpretation, I've had it, actually had it happen before where I wasn't the one speaking and somebody else was. It was pretty strange. It was really strange. I can't tell you what it was about because it was more personal, but it was still pretty insane. I was like, oh, there's, I know exactly what they're saying. I don't even know how I knew that. It, you know, it had it was the Holy Spirit. You have in the last but not least, you have gift of prophecy, the ability to show what's going to happen. It doesn't show you how to get there. It just shows you what's going to happen. Amen. Father, we thank you for everybody that's listened to this so far. We thank you, Lord, for um, blessing each person here. For showing them which gifts you've given them, Lord, how to expand on those gifts, Lord. Helping them understand even more, taking them in a deeper level than they've ever been before in Jesus' name. Help them to use those gifts for your glory and your honor in Jesus' name. We pray, amen and amen. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, tonight is the night to do so. These gifts of the Spirit are available to those who call on the name of the Lord and are saved. Sin will separate you from God. That's the reality. Don't let sin separate you from God any longer. Jesus Christ paid a high price. Now you could experience his love, but also so now you could be close to God. And that's where the love is. So, you know, don't hold it off anymore. Let today be the day you know that you came home back to God in Jesus name. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, or maybe you've you walked away from God. Maybe you, you started living life on your own. You got busy with life and, you know, you just kind of forgot. But you, you're here today and it convicted you. Maybe you've given your life to Jesus Christ, but you don't know when. And sometimes it keeps you up at night. You're not really sure if, you, if you're safe for real, for real. You're not really sure if, uh, you know, you confess the Lord, Jesus is Lord. Then today's your day as well. And we're going to pray. All right. And I want you to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I repent. I believe in my heart. You raised Jesus from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord of my life. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And fill me with the Holy Spirit. As you promised you would. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations, my friend, on praying that prayer of salvation. God is so 
pleased with you. Everything you did before 9.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at, on November 3rd, 2023, God has no record of it. So don't remind him, okay? Uh, and he doesn't want to be reminded of it, so just let it go. Praise God. All right. Amen. Do me a favor and uh, fill out this form right here. Boom. Fill out this form. Let us know you prayed that prayer with us. Um, if you're here on TikTok and you prayed that prayer with us, go ahead and click the link in our bio and it'll take you to the give, but don't go to give, go to the, um, go to the, uh, I just got saved. Go to, I just got saved. Amen. And pray that in, uh, fill out that form and we're going to send you a podcast, a little series. It's real short on some of the doctrines you need that will help you live a victorious life in Christ, in Jesus' name. Also, yo, we reached just under 70,000 views in the last week alone by doing more shorts and live streams and all that kind of stuff. So we greatly appreciate you guys for tuning in and stuff like that. Uh, if you would like to support what we're doing here, be, feel free to do so. Um, here's the ways you can give. You can support by crypto. You can just go to the website for that. PayPal is uh, DestinyYTH. Venmo is DYGive. Cash App is DYGive. Um, you can also, if you're on Twitch, you can do am your free Amazon Prime sub. Or Twitch subscribers and bits, all that kind of stuff. That stuff works. We just had somebody do that last night. I didn't even know it. It didn't even pop up in my feed. We also have Facebook stars. So it's like kind of like bits, I guess. You know, must be a newer thing, I guess. Praise God. But um, yeah, so that's that's always great. We appreciate you guys giving today. Father, I ask you to bless everybody. That is given today. Let them see a hundredfold in their life in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. All right. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Obviously, we're going to be back. I think I'm going to be doing spiritual. Uh, not spiritual gifts, ministry offices. I'm not sure yet. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I, I feel like I should. But sometimes the Holy Spirit interrupts me. So we'll see how it goes. But anyway, I love you. I'll see you guys next time. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.